So, how long is the longest you would wait and what for? Now, I did hear some muttering. Well, it depends what it is, really. You know, it depends on what it is. So, well, uh, he's even switched it on for me. That's great. Um, So, I wondered what sort of things you thought of. It depends on what it is we're working for. And as long as it takes. As long as it takes. Now, that's interesting. Uh, What have you got over here? Anything, Anything more? A lovely, pristine, white piece of paper over here. What was that say? As long as it takes. As long as it takes. Nobody put an actual thing that had a period of time. That's an interesting one, isn't it? Anybody over here? I mean, you've mentioned flights from Gatwick, but uh, and likewise Heathrow. Um, anything? Any, any thoughts? No. No. I mean, it would depend on what you're waiting for. It depends on what yeah. you're waiting for. Yeah. If it's something you think is going to be worth waiting for, you probably are prepared to wait longer. Ah, now that's an interesting one. If it's something that you think it's worth waiting for, you might be prepared to wait longer. You might be prepared to wait a day or two, or maybe a week or a month, or maybe some years, if it's something that you are going to wait for that's really special. I put down a couple of things there. Um, I put down on the bit of paper in front of me that uh, I once waited six hours for a train from Basingstoke to London. Now, there were trains going from Basingstoke to London, but I waited because it was not the train I was booked on. And being the sort of this is what I'm booked on, this is what I'm supposed to do, I waited and I waited and I waited. And uh, it was following a job interview. And I was going to be getting the sleeper train back from Euston up to Glasgow. So I didn't need to, it was pointless being in London before nine o'clock at night. And there was a waiting room at Basingstoke, so I sat in Basingstoke on the platform with my bag that I didn't know what else to do with. So so I've waited six hours for a train. Um, The other thing I put down was 2,000 years. You know, if it's something worth waiting for, if it's something great, it is worth waiting we are waiting for Christ's return. And we don't know when that's going to be. But as a church, we wait. We wait. We wait. And at some point, 
we know he will come. The early church didn't know how long. And quite often in Paul's letters, it's got to happen. It's got to happen soon. But yet, we wait. I've just got to turn this Bible to what I'm going to read from tonight. And it is the waiting between. We should have done this sooner. The waiting between the ascension and Pentecost. Now, ascension, um, ascension day was uh, Thursday, just gone, and we'll celebrate Pentecost next Sunday. So it's 10 days, or sometimes it's called nine days. It sort of depends on how you count it. But we're reading from Acts chapter 1, starting at verse 12, and you will find that in a church Bible on page 1092. Other Bibles may vary. But on 1092 of the church Bible, we get Acts 1 from verse 12. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. And when they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. And those present were Peter, John, James, and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. In those days, Peter stood up among the believers, a group numbering about 120, and said, Brothers, The scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke long ago through the mouth of David concerning Judas, who served as a guide for those who arrested Jesus. He was one of our number and shared in this ministry. With the reward he got for his wickedness, Judas bought a field. There he fell headlong. His body burst open and all his intestines spilled out. Everyone in Jerusalem heard about this. So they called that field, in their language, Akeldama, that is, field of blood. For, said Peter, it is written in the book of Psalms, May his place be deserted. Let there be no one to dwell in it. And may another take his place of leadership. Therefore, it is necessary to choose one of the men who have been with us the whole time the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from 
John's baptism to the time when Jesus was taken up from us. For one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. So they proposed two men, Joseph, called Barsabbas, also known as Justice, and Matthias. Then they prayed, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which of these two you have chosen to take over this apostolic ministry which Judas left to go where he belongs. Then they cast lots, and the lot fell to Matthias. And so he was added to the eleven apostles. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So this reading is a bit like... um, a bridge of a song. You know, it's not the verse that tells the story. It's not the chorus that we repeat frequently. It's just a little bridge that joins parts together, one part to another, and brings the journey from Ascension to Pentecost into focus of what that early church was like. Another analogy might be the slip road from a motorway onto another road. You know, it's, it's part of the motorway. It's, it's got a designation as part of the motorway. But it's not really the motorway. And it's not really the road that you're going onto. It's just something that holds it together and which is critical for what we're doing. The disciples have known about the presence of Jesus. They will know the power of the Holy Spirit. But now they're in a sort of in-between place, a time of waiting. It's not yet time for them to journey out to the ends of the earth. They have to wait in Jerusalem. So if they're not spreading the gospel, do they do whatever the the first century equivalent uh, of sitting with a cup of tea and putting their feet up and watching quiz shows on the telly, whatever that might be? And the answer is no, they don't. They don't relax, they don't stand back, they don't seek leisure in whatever way that might be described in the first century. What they do is they pray, they meet together, and they pray, and read the scriptures, and pray. The men and women of the early church are seen to be joined together. They're seeking to come close to God 
and trying to find his way forward, to find what is God's purpose for their life. They do not know how long they're going to be waiting for, for the Spirit to come. All they know is that Jesus told them it'll be a few days. It will be a few days. And so they've left pondering. Is a few days a short time? Is it a week? Is it a month? Is it a year? Is it more than that? But they meet trusting and praying. And as they meet together, as they pray, as they think of the scriptures and what God might be saying to them through God's word, Peter comes up with a plan for something else that they should do. And he gives evidence from scripture that this is the right path. So after some consideration of possible candidates and a whittling down process, saying this is the criteria to be one of us. This is what it means to be an apostle. They draw lots. And Matthias is considered to be the chosen one taking Judas's place. What is less clear is whether this really was God's plan. When one reads Psalm 69 and Psalm 109, the two psalms that uh, lead to Peter's thinking, the two psalms that he quotes here, it is clear to see that the Spirit was in some way working in King David. And his words can indeed be taken to suggest that Judas would be there and he would betray the Lord. But it might take a bit of a leap of imagination to get from those actual psalms to the thought that this is about replacing Judas. That it's about keeping the 12 as 12. At least on these two verses, it's a big jump. Later, Paul and Barnabas will also be considered apostles, as will the brothers of Jesus. So the idea of keeping the number 12, the number of children of Israel, actually gets pushed out and becomes a bigger number in the early church. That might be a false flag to us. What Peter has done may be a case of declaring what he wants, how he wants direct continuity with what has gone before. He knows there is a change, but he wants to seek to reduce that change. 
and this is still an issue facing churches. Do we pick what we want in the scriptures and shape them to our understanding? Or do we read the scriptures and pray about them and then be guided to shape our church? Surely, may another take his place of leadership possibly be interpreted as leader of the disciples rather than the need for another disciple. And so you have to think about, is this the right thing that Peter has decided? How is the church called to be? Likewise, How do we still make decisions? Do we still draw lots where there is simply one outcome or another outcome? Must it always be A or B that we have thought of? Might there be a third way? Lots was a means of deciding the path. And it comes in a number of passages in the Old Testament. But it doesn't appear again in the early church. And John Chrysostom, around the year 400, commented that lots were cast here in this passage because it was before the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's before Pentecost, implying that just a few days later, and they wouldn't have cast lots at all. We have to make decisions the right way and seek God's guidance upon it through the Holy Spirit. We are a people that are waiting, that are waiting not on the gift of the Spirit as the early church was, as these apostles were, this 120, perhaps more, but we are waiting the coming of the kingdom in all its fullness. We are waiting on Christ's return and the end of sorrow, the end of suffering, the end of those that don't know of Jesus and a day when everyone will bow their knee. Until that time, the church has to wait, but not in the same way as the disciples waited. Not within the room. We are expected now to do the things that Jesus had said at his ascension that they were called to do to go out, to be witnesses, to be the church, engaging in Christ's mission, God's mission of sharing his love and seeing something of the kingdom on earth.
Amen.